The Johnson's Wax Program with Silver McGee and Molly. Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Silver McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. This is the time of year when most of us get our greatest pleasure and comfort out of our homes. With winter coming on, it's especially pleasant to sit in a warm, snug, attractive room and read or talk or listen to the radio. Now you can add to your enjoyment of these evenings if you make your rooms more beautiful with Johnson's Paste Wax. Your living room, for example. It's a much more attractive place to be if the floors have a polished wax luster. And the beauty that you give your floors with Johnson's Paste Wax is a beauty that lasts. Partly because Johnson's Wax forms a hard coat over your floors, a coat that protects the wood from dirt and scratches. And partly because a waxed and polished floor is so easy to clean. Dirt comes off that smooth surface with a few strokes of a dust cloth. Next time you go to the store, ask for Johnson's Paste Wax. Let it make your house a warmer-looking, richer-looking, pleasanter place to live in during the winter months ahead. Mark Twain once said, everybody talks about the weather, but nobody does anything about it. By the same token, a lot of people talk about early Christmas shopping, but how many do anything about it? Well, we can name two, Fibber McGee and Molly. McGee, do you remember the vow you made about this time last year? Huh? Oh, you mean about putting the lawnmower away for the winter to keep it from getting snowed on? Well, don't think I forgot it, kiddo. I remembered it yesterday, but when I went out to put it away, it was under three foot of snow, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> but next year, I'm going to put a red flag on the handle, so no matter how deep the snow gets... No, no, work... no, that's not what I meant. What I Oh, meant... you mean about leaving my dead cigar butts on our night table at night? The reason for that is that when a night-flying mosquito smells a cigar butt, he always... No! Huh? The vow to which I have reference was where you said last year we will do our Christmas shopping early next year, which is this year. And you swore it on a stack of bills from the bon ton. <laughs> remember? Certainly I remember, and I ain't forgot to either. Within the next week or ten days, I'll start making out a shopping list that'll A happen. week or ten days? Sweetheart, do you realize that there are exactly 15 shopping days left till Christmas? That's what I say. No hurry. <laughs> well, I've already made out a list. What to get for whom and for how much. Uh, we're not going to be wrapping presents at the last minute this year. Again. Fine, that's for me, kiddo. And just to show you that I ain't completely stupid about this thing, let's not wrap them at all. Let's let the store wrap them. Well, heavenly days, that's a very good idea. <laughs> yeah. Remember the hours I spent last year trying to wrap up that rocking horse for the little girl across the street? <laughs> You'll admit a department store is much better equipped for that sort of stuff. You're so right, dearie. You have a no gift for that sort of thing, and they have a thing for that sort of gift. <laughs> Yeah, well, you go put your face on, and we'll rush down to the bon ton and get our gifts and have Come in. Oh, hi, old-timer. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Hello there, kids. What's doing? <laughs> we were just going to beat it down to the bon ton and do our Christmas shopping, old-timer. We always do it early, starting this year, to avoid the last-minute rush like last year. Yes, it's what you might call a new tradition with us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love Christmas, kids. The jingle of sleigh bells, the smell of the Christmas tree, 
the crisp winter air and everybody full of Christmas spirit, especially Papa, who was so full of it he always put his beard on backwards, and I was 14 years old before I knew Santa Claus had a nose. <laughs> Did you always have a tree when you were a boy, Mr. Oldtimer? Nope. Just at Christmas, daughter. <laughs> I can see it now on Christmas night. Sitting there in the living room with the top branches burnt off, candles and water and wet pine needles all over the floor, and Papa calling Mr. Edison to hurry up and invent electric lights for it. <laughs> well, I'm going back to candles myself this year. I always wind up with more dead bulbs than a tulip bed in January. <laughs> At least in your day, you didn't have to go buy a tree, anyhow. Oh, <laughs> uh, nope. Getting a tree was easy, Johnny. All we had to do was get up at 3 a.m., walk through a blizzard seven miles to a patch of woods and chop one down. Then we'd drag it home through barbed wire fences, dodging the fellow that owned the woods, on account of a 12-foot tree is kind of hard to hide under a Mackinac. (laughs) Set it up and spend the next four days stringing popcorn with needles and getting our fingers stuck so full of holes we could play a flute solo without a flute. (laughs) Ah, Christmas. So long, kids. The King's Men sing Only 15 shopping days till Christmas Still have lots of time I've decided to skip this year I won't spend the time Only 14 shopping days till Christmas Gee, that's not so long I'm just sending out cards this year Then I can't go wrong I'll have to buy one little present for Aunt Sarah That can wait a while shopping early this year and let the store wrap all the gifts for us? Yeah, but I kind of missed that last-minute crowd of hysterical shoppers, though. More Toops and I had so much fun with them last year. Fun with the crowds in here? How? Oh, we had a game. 
We'd worm our way into a thick bunch of people and then stick out our elbows and raise our feet and see how far the crowd would carry us. <laughs> I'm the champion. I got carried from sporting goods on the main floor to girdles on the third and never dropped my feet. Poor Mort was... Pardon me. May I help you in any way? I'm Miss Travis. I'm a shopper. Well, for goodness sakes, so are we. It's a small world, isn't it? <laughs> meeting a shopper in the bon town is like meeting a sailor in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. What I mean is I'm a shopper for the store. Huh. I help people select gifts and things and make suggestions. Well, I got a suggestion. McGee. But... Well, my gosh. <laughs> We're perfectly capable of doing our own shopping, aren't we? Personally, dearie, I think it's very nice of Miss Travis to offer to help us. You know, I never have been able to think of a gift for Mrs. Toops. Well, try it on the shopper here. Look, sis, if you were fair, fat, and 40 and had five kids, what would you expect for Christmas? The screaming memes, followed by three weeks of scraping candy out of the carpet. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Uh, what would you want? A month in Bermuda with Gregory Peck. <laughs> oh, come well, on. <laughs> I was thinking of maybe a nice handkerchief, Miss Travis. Have you any suggestions along that line? Oh, yes, indeed. We have some lovely Swiss imports. Just step over here with me. Want me to come along and help you, kiddo? Uh, no, thank you, dearie. The only Swiss imports you know anything about is full of holes and you make sandwiches with. <laughs> you browse around. I'll be right okay, there. Okay, Snooky. I'll look for something for Wilcox. I wonder what Junior would like. Pardon me, sir. Have you been waited on? Huh? Oh, hi, bud. Yeah, look, I need a small gift for a man who's kind of a dude, a radio announcer, man about town, golfer. Polo player. Sophisticated type. Ah, that's the kind of man we really have things for. Yeah. How about initial poker chips, $85 a set? Or maybe a silk bathrobe, 100 and a quarter? Or possibly a set of matched golf clubs, 137.50? You got any good pipes for around a buck and a quarter? <laughs> Try the plumbing department, North Basement. Yes, sir. Have you been waited on, sir? We have some beautiful jobs. Eighty-five bucks for poker chips. Huh. That's like buying a ninety-dollar pistol to shoot yourself with. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, hi, Molly. You got back quick. I've learned by experience not to let you out of my sight for long on a shopping trip, sweetheart. Yeah? What did you buy that we couldn't afford? Oh, nothing yet. I'm just snooping around, trying to find something for Wilcox. Hello, Wilcox. Somebody mentioned my name. Uh, oh, hi, Jim. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Yes, I was just saying I thought I'd seen you come in the store. Incidentally, Junior, you still play polo? No, gave it up years ago. Why? My horse got the heave. Oh? Kept heaving me on my head. <laughs> well, give me that Christmas list, Molly. I want to scratch that horse off it. Oh, now, look, fellas. Gee whiz, you mustn't go to any Hey, trouble. Junior. Yeah? What's in the package? This? Oh, gift for my wife. Oh? Huh? It's a hand-tooled leather box to keep her love letters in. Her love letters from you, I presume? Sure, sure. Here's one I brought along just for size. No kidding. Hey, let me read it, Junior. I'll bet you were real poetic. McGee! Huh? For goodness sakes, why should you read other people's love letters? Have you no sense of personal privacy? What's privacy got to do with love? <laughs> Ever see a park bench with a wall around it? Yeah. <laughs> Where do lovers carve their initials? <laughs> On the biggest tree they can find. Yeah, but why do they put diamonds in engagement rings? So they won't be seen? Yeah, but what that got Come to do? on. <laughs> Come on, Junior. Let's see the love letter. You don't really have to, Mr. Wilcox. Himself here is nosier than a swordfish. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. Listen to this. Uh, June 3rd, 1935. Dear Spaniel Eyes. Spaniel Eyes. How'd you two spend your honeymoon chasing cats? <laughs> 
Now, you be quiet, McGee. Dear Spaniel Eyes, I sold 32 orders of Johnson's Paste Wax today. That's a love letter? As I have so often told you as we sat there in the moonlight on the loading platform of the Johnson Warehouse, and you held by hand oh, sure. the very hand that today took 32 orders for Johnson's Paste Wax. Now I know why Juliet got her heart broken. She found out Romeo was a fuller breath man. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't reached the sentimental part. I hope not. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I often dream of the time when I sell enough wax so we can afford to get married. I dream of... I dream of you and me in our own little cottage. Me in my smoking jacket and slippers. You're going to catch cold sitting around like that, <laughs> in my smoking jacket, slacks and slippers. Well, now I can open my eyes. <laughs> and you, and you, dear, in your pink house dress, adding a rich, warm, mellow luster to our furniture with Johnson's Paste Wax. The best of all possible ways to protect and beautify wood floors, furniture, and woodwork. Good. I'm glad my little wifey uses Johnson's Paste Wax because it's so long-wearing. And because someday we may have a little... Well, the rest is personal. <laughs> hey, Waxy. Yes, pal? I do hope we aren't de delaying you, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, no, no, not at all. In fact, I'm just in time to meet my cousin, Big Brassy Wilcox, at the doctor's. Not Big Brassy Wilcox, the golf pro. Is he your cousin? And what happened to him? Well, he tried to show his wife how he could drive a golf ball off her forehead. Yeah? Broke her nose and the front window, and she got up and said, you need a stooge like you need a hole in the head, and she picked up a number three iron and gave him a hole in the head. <laughs> See you later, friend. What are you listening for, McGee? I was listening for a door slam. I forgot we were here in the bon Town. Well? <laughs> so quiet in here this year. Well, who's next on the list, kiddo? Uh, Dr. Gamble. Oh. We decided we could spend up to $5 for, for his gift. Oh. How about a nice shirt for him? For Doc? Are you kidding? You can't waste a five-buck shirt on a guy that always looks like he'd got dressed in an upper berth with one arm in a sling. <laughs> My gosh, if you... Oh, here comes Wallace Wimple. Hi, Wimp. Hey, Molly, here's Molly. Well, for goodness sake, hello there, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. <laughs> you doing some Christmas shopping, Wimp? We got smart this year ourselves. No, I'm just looking for a going-away present for a friend of mine, Mr. McGee. Oh. He's flying down to Miami for the winter season. Flying to Florida, isn't that wonderful? I didn't know you had friends like that, Wimp. What is he, a millionaire? No, he's a sparrow. Oh. Well, if he's an English sparrow, you might pick him up a monocle. <laughs> uh, say, how are you getting along with your bird watching these days, Mr. Wimple? Are there many birds around now? Oh, I keep busy, Mrs. McGee. I had a pet hummingbird this fall that I enjoyed a lot. Do tell. I used to feed him every day with a little glass feeding tube. Really? Well, what did you feed him, honey? Sugar and water, dear. Oh, oh. <laughs> Excuse me, I mean sugar and water, Mrs. McGee. That's better. Yes. 
One day, though, I put a few little teensy drops of apple cider in his water, just for fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) Made him sick, did it? No, he just took a big drink of it and did two outside loops and a ring over, whistled at a lady woodpecker on a telegraph pole, and the last I saw of him, he was chasing a constellation toward Chicago. (laughs) Oh, but I really must be going now. Sweetie Face says the folks across the street are expecting the stork. Oh, wonderful. Yes. I haven't seen a stork in years. Goodbye. great little guy, Wimple. It's too bad such a fine-grained fellow is so henpecked, but maybe that's why. Who'd you say was next on her list, Molly? Uh, Dr. Gamble, but we can't do anything about it now because here he comes. Yes? Uh-oh. Pretend you don't see him. Hey, clerk, about that 12-gauge shotgun. It's for a friend of mine. That fine shotgun, yeah. Price is no object, see? He's a doctor, and he's used to fine things, see? So the best is none too good for him, so if you say this is really a fine shotgun, I... Oh, uh, uh, hi, Doc. <laughs> I didn't see you coming. Hello, McGee. Hello, my dear. Hello, doctor. Sorry if I interrupted anything, my boy. But your doctor friend has a good shotgun, and besides, you can't buy a shotgun for three dollars, which is all you ever spend upon me, bless your fat little heart. And besides, this is the hosiery department. Well, I was just kidding anyhow, bedside boy. What are you doing out during office hours? You got an office full of patients with baffling diseases? Not that you could diagnose anything more serious than a large cinder and a small eye. (laughs) Now, you know better than that, McGee. Didn't you read where Dr. Gamble has just been elected president of the State Medical Association? Well, my gosh, that was inevitable. The best man for it, huh? No, he counted the ballots. (laughs) Look, may I make a suggestion? Certainly, Doctor. If it's about my bill, Needle Plunger, I'll pay it when I get darn good and ready enough. Your bill is paid up. It is? Yes. Thanks to a wife who manages to keep you honest. Thank you, Doctor. All right. <laughs> well, I was going to suggest that if you'd planned on buying me some small Christmas gift, don't do it. Yeah? I'd rather you send an equivalent donation to the Damon Runyon Cancer Fund. Friday's Damon Runyon Day, you know. Oh, that's a wonderful idea, Doctor. Uh, where do we send it? We send it care of Walter Winchell, New York City. It'll get there all right. How about it, Lumberbrain? Hmm. That's a swell idea, Doc. I'll even send it in your name. Well, in that case, let Molly sign it so they can read it. (laughs) Now, if you don't mind, Fatso, we'll proceed with our Christmas shopping. We're shopping early this year and letting the store do all our wrapping, Doctor. Good idea, don't you think? Whose idea was that? Mine. Mine. Well, I guess it was McGee's at that No, I think it was Molly's. No, dearie, I'm sure you... Don't you remember, kiddo, I was standing there in the living room and you were in the doorway? No, no, I was in the living room and you were in the doorway. Well, anyway, you said let's do our Christmas shopping early. So you see, Doc... Oh, he's gone. Doesn't care for debates, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's see your list, dearie. Oh, yes, Billy Mills. Now, let me see. Do you suppose he'd like a harmonica? Could be. Billy Mills, the orchestra, and for you.
open the front door, dearie. You want to help, uh, want me to help you with the bundle? No, no, I got them okay. Boy, I haven't carried in such a load since I brought Uncle Dennis home last New Year's Eve. <laughs> You've got all our packages there now. Watch the front steps. I'm okay. My gosh, you think I'm so bumble-footed I can't carry a few packages up the steps without... Oh, I'll help you pick them up. Doggone it. When did that step get loose like that? In 1932. Huh? You stomped it loose when I told you the grocer had raised the price of butter to 23 cents. Well, my gosh, why don't I fix it then? How can a guy... Put the packages on the hall table. There. (sighs) Just look at them, dearie. Aren't they wrapped pretty? Well, those guys take a six-bit necktie and wrap it so it looks like five bucks. <laughs> Which is just about what a six-bit necktie costs these days. Well, it's wonderful to have our presents all bought and wrapped this yeah. far ahead of Christmas. And wrapped so beautifully, too. Yeah, I'll say. Why didn't we do this last year? I'll never... Somebody must have followed us home. Come in. Oh, it's Mayor Latrivia. Do come in, Mr. Mayor. Oh, hi, Latriv. Hello, Mrs. McGee. McGee? Oh, are you going out? No, just come in, Latriv. Hey, uh, you got your Christmas shopping done yet, like we just done? No, no, I haven't. I've been looking at things for Miss Tremaine, but so far yeah, I haven't yeah. found... How are you and Miss Tremaine getting along anyhow, Mr. Mayor? Did you patch up that little quarrel last week? Oh, yes, yes, I fixed it up. Yeah. <laughs> I waited a couple of days for her to phone me, but she didn't, so I finally just took the bull by the horns and went over to see her. I suppose you wore your cowboy suit, of course. My, uh, my cowboy suit? Yeah, when you grabbed that bull by the horns. <laughs> Boy, you must have made quite an entrance at Fifi's house. <laughs> I should say. Yeah, I bet when she opened the door and saw you wrestling a bull on the porch. <laughs> yeah, I bet she liked to bust at a hamstring when she saw No, <laughs> no, I, I don't think you understand what uh, I'm saying. Did you used to I... be a cowboy before you were a mayor? <laughs> mayor? Well, he must have been. Any guy that can sneak up on a bull, grab it by the horns, and take it to be his girl. <laughs> yeah, he must be a regular South American groucho. My gosh, I, I did not sneak up on anything. Look, I merely said... Maybe he I... didn't have to sneak up on it, McGee. Uh, probably it was a pet. Lots of people have pet bulls, Even you know. so, even so, they're tricky. I mind one time I grabbed a bull by the tail at Uncle Sycamore's ranch and hung on for ten minutes. It was a dead bull, of course, or I couldn't have never done it. <laughs> hey, was that a dead bull you took to Peepee's hostel trivia? Of course not. Well... Why would I call on Miss Tremaine with a dead bull? That's ridiculous. Just a thought. See, how long have you had this pet bull, Mr. Mayor? Did you raise him yourself from a heifer? I don't have a pet bull. I said nothing about taking a bull to Miss Tremaine's house. I did not take a bull any place. Is that clear? It is to me, boy. When you grab a bull by the horns, you don't take him any place. He takes you. Sir, you're just lucky he went past Beepy's house because he... He didn't go past Beepy's house. Beepy's bull. Beepy's bull. I mean, he took me. I took the horn. Bull. Now, now, Mr. Mayor, let's not lose our tempers, please. Santa Claus is listening these days, you know. You don't have to holler at us just because you're a little mixed up. All right. All right, now look. Yeah? 
When I said I took the bull by the horns, I was merely using an old, familiar approach to the subject. And I'll bet the approach is important, too. You betcha. If you approach the subject from the left, that gives your right hand grab for his horns. And once you got the bull by the horns... I wonder if you know anything about bullfighting. Ask me anything, boy. All right. What do they call the matador's assistant? You mean the guy that throws the darts at the bull? He's the picador. The, <laughs> the what? Picador, Mr. Mayor. Very well. I'll pick this one here. Good day! <laughs> Great kidder, Latrev. Always trying to mix me up. Look, uh, let's put away these Christmas presents, sweetheart. Okay, boy, it's great to have this job done. Yes, let's tag them now and put them in the closet till Christmas Day. I'll start writing out tags. Well? Hand me Harlow Wilcox's gift first. I've got a card right okay, here. Okay, let me see. Harlow Wilcox. This must be Junior's necktie right here. No, I think that's Doc Socks. Oh, well, Doc Socks are pretty loud in this kind of a quiet package. Maybe this is the billfold. We bought more tubes. Let's see. Harlow Wilcox, Harlow Wilcox. You, uh... Hey. You didn't ask the store to mark what was in each package? Should I have? Yes. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, hand me the paper knife and stand back. Boy, I love to open Christmas packages. And your living room floor are, you might say, partners in beauty. Because no matter how expensive a rug is, it can only really look its best when the wood floor bordering it has a clear, polished luster. The kind of luster your floors have when you use Johnson's Paste Wax. Johnson's Paste Wax, you know, also makes it easy to keep your floors glossy. That tough coat of wax protects your floors. That's one reason. And another is it's so simple to clean a waxed surface. Save yourself work and save your floors with Johnson's Paste Wax. And after you've applied it, notice how the glistening finish of those polished floors sets off the beauty of any rug in your house. Johnson's Paste Wax. Now, if you'd like to give your best friend a practical gift this Christmas, present her with the new Johnson Beauty Floor Electric Floor Polisher. She'll remember you as the person who made it possible for her to have a brilliantly polished floor in a few seconds. See your Johnson dealer about the new Beauty Floor Electric Polisher. All wrapped up again, and what a job. Yeah, my fault, too, kiddo. I should have had the clerk mark what was in them in the first place. Well, they're properly wrapped and tagged this time, anyhow. Well, I suppose you looked them all over to make sure they took the price tags off of them. Should I up? Yeah. Well, here we go again. Good night. Good night, all. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.